All right, I'm back again for the second installment so far of this podcast. This podcast without a name so far, I'm still deciding on that. A couple of puns, a couple of uh, concepts there. Um, Not sure what it is, it doesn't matter very much. What matters is the music. Music. Alright. Let's randomly generate a number and talk about a record. Are you ready to rumble? Doesn't matter. Uh, one, four, six. Which will it be? Sandro Perry, Impossible Spaces. Funny, because I saw the uh, the one from yesterday was one three five, so it it is pretty close in the in the in the ranking here. Not ranking, but the list, right? And I looked at it, and I thought, oh, it would be interesting. I, I immediately spotted the 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 one four six. Oops. And I, I just touched myself like a, in a millisecond, right? Oh, this album, it's so interesting. Uh, what exactly can I say about it? You know, and voila, it came in the in the in the random selection here. So it's a pretty mysterious record from a pretty mysterious uh, artist. Sandro Perry, uh, Perry, Perry, uh, I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce the double R in English. I don't know how exactly that happens. Um, you can probably describe uh, impossible spaces as holds a candle to the folk albums from the 70s like the really spaced out and really um almost science science fiction like works from the from the 70s especially the british side of folks uh side of folk uh the folks from britain let's say uh, they were doing that kind of more spacious, uh, very impacted by the progressive uh, from that era as well. Um, he's not a, a British singer-songwriter, but it reminds me a lot of Tim Buckley, uh, which should be on this list here if he isn't. Uh, he's the father of Jeff Buckley, right? The the both of them died in a very premature way uh premature premature uh 27 30 years old so one allegedly a suicide don't actually know if there's evidence for the for the suicide angle from jeff his uh, the son right uh the the father died from a a overdose in, in the 70s yeah 70 he died like 75 more or less but it reminds me that type of folk that Tim Buckley was doing that the people from the Fairpoint convention was doing uh, it is a very 
uh, spacious type of folk singer-songwriter uh, material, right? So it's a very soft type of instrumentation. Uh, you, you're probably going to enjoy the, 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 the less prolongated cuts from the from the record right it's a seven track record uh it does let me just get the track listing here uh, it has seven tracks uh each song goes for more than five or six minutes so it is a, a very uh, progressive type of thinking uh and spacious, very solar, and sunny. Sunny is probably a better definition. Um, not necessarily happy, but not necessarily sad or, or melancholic. It's a fairly um, uplifting album, and it is a patient uh, listening so from what I understand this is the first kind of solo material that he ever put out I believe that he was uh, releasing music under the moniker of Pomo Popo which later became like a like an EP of his right so he at the beginning of his career and yeah no he's, he's the second record yeah Actually, had one before that, 2007. And before 2007, he was playing as Pomo Popo, which I'm not very familiar with, but it, it does, from what I remember from listening, it does sound like a rougher version, technically, uh, comparing with the other records, right? So a very um, interesting artist. Sandra Perry, I remember, Canadian. I don't know what that means exactly. I, I, I love Canadians, so probably something, but I'm, I'm not quite sure. Um, he, in my life, I do remember coming into contact with uh, some freak folk, if you can, if you can throw that that label around. Uh, mainly grizzly bear, uh, and he kind of sounds like that especially the first phase right afterwards grizzly bear became too almost too chamber pop and very luminous and and, and well detailed and all that he's the more like freak folk type of thing that you know sometimes you can have a song starting with a with with with, with a random sound and then it builds up on that, you know, like a like a, a very like a ping pong ball dropping, and then it becomes a sample, and then he he builds within that first sound, he builds like a like a landscape of like beauty and and and, and sunniness and very very uh, uh, very extroverted, but not in a way not in a rock and roll way or in a hip hop way let's say right it's not extroverted in a sense that uh, it's 
trying to show off. It's just confident and it has a pacing and it has uh, a distribution of energy which is cool and interesting, right? So it, it, it kind of, it's a very marinated type of folk singer-songwriting, right? Uh, singer, uh, folks of, of a sing-songwriter. Fuck, I'm fucking up everything. It's a very marinated folk record from a singer-songwriter. Basically, it's what I mean. Van Morrison would be a, a good example as well as a folk uh, artist from the from the 70s which has the the capacity as well like the long-winded with a lot of instrumentations and layers and really take takes their, their time to just put everything in place and it's very uh, colorful at the same time as it is not dumb in any way right it's uh, I, I love types of records that have a false sense of simplicity to them right uh, when they when they, when they kind, of, kind of discover their uh, their value through uh, just hard work and and really takes they take one idea really seriously and just improve that and just build upon that as best as possible right i, I do i do enjoy uh projects and and bands who are ambitious like you know kanye pretty much very ambitious boniver very ambitious you know but i like those guys who they play a good example of what I'm saying it's an artist called Bill Callahan, which is a brilliant songwriter, and you know it's a musician. He's good at his job, you know, but he really plays it simple. Almost in every record, he's 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 like the, the common man, right? The National has that type of quality as well, which I admire. Um, Sandro, in in this case here, he has that type of quality as well with those uh, comparisons that I just that I just made. But he also has the very esoterical and um, very minimalistic approach to a folk singer songwriter record with a lot of layers and with a variety of instrumentation, like with uh, wind stuff, with uh, not necessarily choir or vocal works, but he has a lot of options on the plate, right? And he chooses the simplistic and minimalistic way with all of them. And it's very... Um, it's very disintegration, the cure... In a way, I know it's a, it's a weird. I feel weird saying that, but it, the reason why I say that is, uh, you, you start listening that particular record from the Cure, right? That disintegration, and it has long stretches of just instrumentals and grooves and details, like the the, the first song, especially, right? It, it really takes a long time for for Robert Smith to come 
and start singing. So he's a presence in the album that it's so effective and so like memorable and iconic as the the the, the vocalist and songwriter he, that he is. But it's very seldom seen, right? So it, it's 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 just um, um, sprinkle here here and there, and it's the same with Sandro in this case. So he doesn't overstay his welcome, uh, although he has the total right to do that as an artist. He is a content singer, and there's nothing to do with that. Uh, with that, it's it's interesting as a stylistic choice that the guy only pops in when the when the moment when the when the song asks for his input, right? Uh, I think truly great songwriters kind of do that. Uh, they, they they do let the the instrumentals speak for them uh, for themselves, right? And, and, uh, for the most part, and pops in tells you the lyrics, tells you the, 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 the lyrical content of the of the of the song let the, lets the thing uh, develops right? His, uh, its own course and then comes back again I believe that Credence has a little bit of that as well in some of the songs, right? Uh, of course all the progressive thing Credence is like a proto progressive band uh, in a way but they were old school when the progressive was already happening anyway like the purple like Led Zeppelin uh, they were as well so it's I, I find it interesting I mean Cohen doesn't do that right Cohen it's pretty much his poetry uh, and his lyrics, uh, he doesn't let the songs uh, take their time, at least for the first leg of his career there. I'm just comparing with singer-songwriters because in a way I find, uh, I'm, I'm finding that interesting to do. Um, he doesn't do that necessarily on his later albums, probably more, although he might know that it, the, the lyrics are the main draw, right? The personality of his songs are the lyrics. I don't think that the lyrics are the personality of this particular record. So it, it, it is there uh, in, in an album like Impossible Spaces. The, the lyrics, they almost work as haikus in a way. Right, if I, if I if I can pull up the the lyrics here, let me see, let me see if I can find some some more tangible and happy for you to do it as well, you know, if you want. Uh, Sandro Perry, uh, let's get the first one. The song changes. I mean, it's a it's a fairly big lyric. It has like five, four four verses, right? It's it's enough. But it's very repetitive, repetitive, from what I can remember, right? It, he he delves within the repetition, and he delves within the, uh, the the just the hypnotic rhythm of like the the the, the like the, the jazzy type of 
idea of a of a of the singer songwriter tradition of course as i just, as i said numerous times already uh, you had people like van morrison people like tim buckley uh, doing that so he holds a candle for that type of idea um, in singer songwriting so if you look at the at the length of the of the songs not much although some of them have depends right i mean i i try to make those uh, a song that has seven almost eight minutes will have some significant lyrics to it right but he has instrumentals as well three of the of the seven songs are instrumentals it, it, it it's cool it's cool it's a cool album um a really cult status for the most part i remember i had a teacher on uh, my university days he was kind of a mentor in a way so i always followed his kind of taste for for things that he put because he understood a lot of, a lot about literature about a lot about movies a lot about music especially right was the thing that i that we kind of connected a little bit more there um especially weird rap stuff and and like abstract hip-hop he, he had a, a a good taste for that and he introduced me to sandra Perry. like in in 2011 the year of of the of the release of this particular record here um i was um, i probably discovered in 2012 or, or 13 more most definitely 2012 yeah because i remember having classes with him in 2012 yeah so it was it was a big change it, this album always represented like a maturity in a way for me like i, I was maturing as a uh, my taste was becoming more and more like wow look at this guy that even to this day no one would probably know uh, me that's me thinking you know that doesn't matter very much nowadays right but that's me thinking at that time um, look at this super sweet super well put together but esoteric but non techy or or lame uh record um that no one knows about and I do. So it, it became a, a thing like uh, my sense of, of, of specialness kind of became attached to albums like this one. Uh, things that w were being released at that point in time that no one else knew about, you know? And I mean, from my understanding, again, that doesn't matter. But from my understanding, people were miles away from even things similar to this that were accessible, right? Uh, Arcade Fire, for example, if you think about 
like in indie rock from their era uh was becoming more and more like a normie situation like Arctic monkeys or strokes and all that i remember coming into contact with those bands um, like five or six years after they had their first record for example franz ferdinand or white white stripes you know but this was a whole other level right sandro perry and its significance in my life was a whole another level and i feel like maybe even 10 years nine years after knowing about this album and and revisiting it like constantly i to this day i don't think i i, I did absorb all of it i do think that a lot of mystery and and i'm not quite sure how to define it to this day right it's it's an interesting um it's an interesting uh it's always interesting when you have kind of a kind of a, like a like a record of that with that type of personality in your life you know uh i i do find it similar as well to what david bowie was producing in the berlin phase you might find some similarities to to that as well not it's nothing more than what Bowie did with those records, right? With that trilogy, uh, Low, Heroes, and Station to Station. It's nothing more than the progressive German side of things, you know, that he, he was embracing more and more because he was in Berlin uh, with Igbop at that point. So he was embracing more of those uh, harmonia and... and Khan, uh, those types of, of bands, he was introducing that electronic side of things on the on on his on his records. Uh, Low, it's it's uh, the, the album Low. It's notoriously known for the side B. It's almost all produced by Brian Eno, right? So he has that uh, characteristic, like a very electronical electronic and minimalistic feel for it you know so and it's a lot of the case a lot of a lot of the 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 the, the backbone of this album it's that kind of stuff that kind of ambient and but it's much more uh, acoustic than electronic right it's it's much more um artisanal in a way than purely electronical electronical it's a word i don't know electronic i don't know where where I, sometimes i figure out new lexicon anyway so really spaced out it was like a like a like a weed record for me a lot of the times he he takes i don't do that anymore thank god i don't i don't partake on those type of things anymore but i do see the the connection it is it is very uh, similar to the mars volta that i talked about previously uh, this one also it's a journey right it doesn't have a a, a very definite uh, time 
not not a time um, storyline. It doesn't have a definite storyline or anything like that. I don't think I don't think it's interesting that type of thing. But it does take you to it does take your take its time to just you know it's not poppy. It's not uh, it's not gonna it's not gonna take your hand. You know it's just yeah. Well, if you are interested in this thing here, you have to. Uh, you have to lean into it, right? Mars Volta, com in comparison, I, I know that I did say that at some point there. You have to lean in a little bit, and you do, but it does pull you along, right? When it gets fired, fired up, it pulls you along for the ride. So it's easier in a sense. Uh, this one here, no, you, you have to be a little bit patient. And the list the listens has to be uh it has to have repeated listenings right for it to to truly work uh, because it is on the unveiling of the mystery of the thing that things make sense as good singer songwriters like uh, cryptic and good singer songwriters usually work boniver i know it did work for myself in that way especially with the with the first record of his i remember finding it difficult to to come into at the at the beginning i know that skinny love for example it's it's a, a poppy song and, and very uh well known but for most part for the most part that their album and this album here they are similar kind of in a sense of taking its time, right? The the, the Bonivaya record, it does take its time as well. Although it is much more straightforward than this in comparison. Uh, they are probably very different, but I think they are similar in some ways. Uh, maybe uh, Forema, Forever Ago is the winter and this is the summer, right? Or, or maybe the spring. Spring, I think it's more the case. Maybe the sun on the on the... On the on on the cover, it's it's telling me something else. But I think it's a very sp spring-like, uh, sunny album, and Bonivere, it's totally winter and and not cold and 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 dreadful, but it is pretty cold. Uh, but that's uh, hopefully I can talk about that that one more extensively. Uh, I don't know many backstory for this album. I never thought that would be necessary to know anything besides the the content of it uh, i do find it very suiting sorry i'm scratching my uh, i i, I did i do find it very suiting and very um it has a kindness that envelops you right it has a kindness that once you're in you're in Right, it's it's like an introspective person who is kind of playing their own world, right? And then you go there, you try to to enter that space. You try once, you try twice, and then eventually you are playing around. And then you see the details, and then you see how the person operates. In this case, this record, right? It has many, many, many things to offer. Once you give a give a 
give a go. Uh, I will be definitely listening to this again, maybe today, because it's 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 a very um, it's like greeting an old friend, right? Those old 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 albums. It's like saying hello again to a, to an old friend and with um, experiencing loneliness as I, as I've been lately. That's a, that's a good thing. It's always a good thing to have. A solace in art. It's it's a it's a it's a good thing to to, to harvest. Um, very good. Very handsome and poetic album uh, take its time knows what it's doing doesn't bullshit you with nothing and doesn't lead you to to false uh, alleys or, or whatever that means uh, pulls you along with the with the personality that the record has and it is pretty pretty rewarding uh, his other albums, uh, he has two. Is not very prolific, right? He he only releases four records so far since two thousand seven, six, if you count that. Uh, because the first Pomo Popo thing, it is an actual album, right? It's twenty seven minutes. It is an it is an album. So you can you can see five uh, five records there, and some of them very spaced, you know. Some some of them like 2011, 2018, seven years apart. Uh, I always wonder what the artist was working. <laughs> I always think that they are doing like a freelance job, uh, mixing for someone else or doing you know type of gig or whatever. Uh, it's, it's it's hard to know really. He is very, um, very mysterious. Uh, very similar to to, to Sufjan Stevens in a way as well. Uh, with the with the playing a playing a part, right? It feels like he's playing a part when he is. Uh, is is very theatrical, but very subdued and. If it's theatrical, it's a naturalistic play, right? It's a it's a improv, naturalistic um, acting exercise that he's putting there, right? The reason that I say that, like the the front of him, it's it's like really uh, the front that he puts. It's really sounds like like a character sounds like a a fictional esoteric uh type of magician in a way i don't know i don't know what i'm saying anyway it's a, it's a good album and especially when those records uh, it's it's what a time and you have to come along with the water time. If you don't, you're not a true fan. Um, 
so usually when when you deal with those types of artists that they pull up a lot of from the 70s and a lot from the the, the singer-songwriter type of thing but also the progressive type of thing right because those were the main those were the main besides the rock and roll developing uh, in the 70s you had either a figure like uh, Rod Stewart or a figure like Van Morrison right who were doing super uh, who were doing who uh, who were doing yes so fuck I lost it completely all right you either have Rod Stewart or Van Morrison, right? Uh, the first one was doing like a rock and roll, very high energy type of thing. And the other one more whimsical and spaced out and jazzy type of um, blues, folk, singer-songwriter. Um, all of them have their place and they are you can say very important to those both those artists right but Sandro definitely pulls more from the, the the Van Morrison side of things and what I'm trying to say like rambling a lot is that the progressive side of things god no yeah I, I do remember now i do remember now my my point was sorry i just walked like seven kilometers today so i'm kind of tired you know <laughs> so my 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 memory and my my capacity of of organizing my thoughts is a little bit more um you know not so good today but that shouldn't be shouldn't be a, a excuse what i'm trying to say is that he pulled up a lot from the from the 70s singer-songwriter tradition but he also learned a lot with the 80s and the 90s right which with the punk rock with the invention of and hip-hop as well with those two like completely out of the gate crashing uh gender bending styles of music a lot of space open up right so he he it does pull up a lot from the post rock side of things from the jazz fusion from the 90s and from the 80s right talk talk it's a big influence especially the later days from talk 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 no Talk, talk. It's the same word. Shouldn't be pronounced differently. Once, you know, one from the other. So, if you sorry for the guy pissing here. I live in right next to a bathroom. There's a guy pissing now. Anyway, you come along for the ride. You come along for the ride. Uh, long story short, really interesting hack record to to lean into it uh, very good instrumentation very soft type of thing very surprising 
very um, kind of takes you to to places where you don't don't see coming. Very creative and subdued and humble and like normal. Uh, has a feeling that he's just a normal guy who's truly talented at making music, right? And I have a, a, a big, big, big space in my heart for that record. And that's pretty much what, all, I'm, all I'm doing here, right? Talking about things that have a big, big space on my big, big heart. Uh, I do recommend the, the song Wolfman. It's a, it's a trippy song. And the first one changes. And you see the similarities with Bowie there as well, because, you know, Bowie also has, from that period, like, is the, the, the heroes. It's a Berlin, it's from the Berlin tri uh, trilogy. You have the, the song Changes as well, which is a big hit from him. Um, Love and Light, beautiful song. One of the least um, weirdo, freak folky type of things that he did in this record. Uh, the least uh, crowd rocky as well. Um, it's pretty good. It's pretty rewarding. I do remember coming across this album and having some trouble uh, digesting it. And as I was getting myself into its light, as I was seeing its light, I I thought highly of myself, you know, in understanding what he was doing. So I hope that you do that as well, because it is a good record. That was it. Uh, Sandro Perry with the Impossible Spaces. It is a very spacious album, but none of it is impossible. Hope that you'll find some joy in listening to it if you give it a go, all right? Again, thanks very much for listening.